Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, are you struggling to meet people in the music business or in your music scene because you feel shy or uncomfortable around new people? You don't know what to say, don't know what to talk about or anything like that. Well, that's the number one thing that I've heard from other musicians. So today we're gonna talk all about what you can do to fix that and stop being shy and start meeting people that can help you in your music career. Stay tuned. We love playing music, but it seems like the odds of making a living as a professional musician are about as high as winning the lottery. So the big question is this, how do musicians like us with jobs, families, and responsibilities get from where we are today to making a practical living playing music we love. Well, my name is Daniel Hathaway, and this show will give you the answers. This is The Practical Pro Musician. What is up, my friend? How are you? Welcome back to another edition of The Practical Pro Musician. I'm so happy you joined me again. My name is Daniel. And uh, we're going to talk all about becoming a pro musician. That's what this podcast is about, and that's what we're going to do. So as I'm recording this, uh, it's funny, um, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, we're in the middle of building a house, and which also means we're selling the house that we're in and moving things out of the house so that you know when people want to look at the house that you're that you're selling they don't want to see your stuff in in your house they want to imagine their own stuff in your house so that means we had to kind of declutter a lot of stuff so we rented a storage unit and uh and or, or putting a bunch of stuff of ours in there just until we sell our house and also you know just throwing a lot of things away um and we live out in the middle of nowhere enough that there's like a city dump which the dump, that sounds really awful, but it's like a, it's a recycling center. I mean, like there's, there's all the different places to recycle things. And there's also like trash compactors and stuff like that. Um, so just refining things that we, that we can't sell, we can't donate, we just need to get rid of. So um, I was planning on today doing a bunch of that uh, right now as I'm recording this. But um, as I was loading things into the car to take away from the house, it started pouring down rain. So um, I sat down to, uh, I said, you know what? I need to record this podcast episode. So I'll go ahead and do it now um, while it's raining. So I don't get rained on while I'm going out uh, to the city dump. Uh, But of course, the second that I sat down to record this podcast, it stopped raining, but I'm committed. I wanted to, I'm going to see it through. 
And hopefully, but with knowing my luck, it'll start raining again by the time I get around to actually leaving. Uh, but that's just the way things go. And hey, speaking of uh, kind of following up on stories, kind of storyline threads that we've been talking about, I know that you're, uh, I'm sure it's fascinating, uh, I was going to say radio, but fascinating podcasting to hear all of the random uh, stuff uh, going on in my life. But, uh, you know, I, I mentioned, I think last week or two weeks ago about my lawnmower not working. And I talked about, that was the episode where we talked about counting the cost um, of of a music career. And if I had, you know, the whole thing about the battery dying, um, go back and listen to it if you haven't yet. But, uh, my bat, I thought the battery had died in the lawnmower cause it wouldn't start. And I didn't realize it until I was kind of already halfway done with all the push mower stuff on the lawn. And so I kind of had to go outside and use the push mower again. Um, and, and mow the rest of the lawn. Well, I, I used my, my battery charger that I have here to charge up the battery in the lawnmower for a really long time. And it still didn't work. Still, still wouldn't start. So I'm like, man, this, this stinks. So I was like, maybe the battery just went bad. That happens sometimes. And so I took the battery to one of these car parts stores here in town that does the free battery test. The guy tested the battery, said it's great. It's it's showing that it's fine. It just needs a little bit of a charge. just like a tiny amount of charge. And I was like, man, well, if it just needs a little bit of a charge, um, it, you know, when I turned the key on the, on the lawnmower, nothing happened, like nothing at all. Like there's a little digital display on the lawnmower that didn't turn on. Nothing happened. But I was like, okay, let's go ahead and charge it just to make sure. So I got that charged overnight, took it back home. Sure enough, nothing. So immediately I'm like, oh, great. It's not the battery. Something, you know, major is wrong with this lawnmower. And so I go through Google, uh, my Google frenzy, you know, I start searching for, uh, you know, all the other things that could be going wrong, you know, starter solenoids and, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It wasn't spark plugs, but just all these things that like, I don't really know that much about, but I was like, this is complicated stuff and it's gotta be a complicated problem because, um, because it's not the simple thing. The one simple thing that I, I know about and it, there, there's not anything else simple. There can't be anything else simple. It's gotta be something complicated. This is a problem. I gotta figure it out. Maybe I should just get rid of the lawnmower and just push mow my lawn the rest of the uh, the, the season, which by the way, my, my lawn is like, I think it's like just over a third of an acre. So it's it's big enough for having a, lawn, a riding lawnmower really helps, um, but it's not like impossible. It just takes a long time to push mow. But anyway, I started going down the path in my mind of, this probably is too complicated for me, too hard. The solution's too complicated. So I'm not, I, I just shouldn't do it. But then I started like, I was like, you know what? I'm not, I, I do, I'm not one to give up. So I, I, I thought, okay, let's think this through. And long story short, actually, I guess the story is already pretty long, but making it shorter than, than, than it could be. Um, I realized that it was electric. It was an electrical problem and it was just a little fuse that had blown. There's one fuse in the lawnmower and that fuse had blown. And I went to the store and bought, I believe I bought a four pack of these fuses because they wouldn't even, they're so cheap. They wouldn't sell them in, in a single version. Bought a four pack of these little fuses for $3. Came back home, plugged it in my lawnmower, started right up as good as new. And I got to thinking about that. And I was like, you know, to kind of go along with the idea of counting the costs, a lot of times in our music careers, we like to think that that our problems are more complicated or our obstacles are more complicated than potentially they really are. And so 
I, the number one thing that I hear from musicians all around when I, you know, as I'm coaching them is I don't know anyone in the music business. I don't know anyone in the music scene that I'm in and I'm shy and I'm introverted. I don't, I'm uncomfortable around new people and I can't get past that. Um, and, and, and then I'll start and normally what happens is I'll, I'll, I'll give a few pieces of advice, some simple pieces of advice. And the response I'll get will is always, yeah, but, but my situation's different and here's why. And I won't go into the examples cause they're, they're probably going to be very oddly specific, but everyone has got a reason why your problem is unique and, and is the one is a deal breaker. Won't let you make progress in your music career. Won't let you break through and, and do those things you want to do. But for me, on the outside looking in, as far as helping other people like yourself um, with their music careers, I haven't really heard anything that is surprise that surprises me or is so unique that it doesn't fall under the under the the guidelines of what of what I kind of the advice that I give. But. I wanted to give you something specific today because I want to speak specifically to you. If you are someone who that is you and you say, look, the, the problem I have is that I'm, I'm uncomfortable around other people or it could be any kind of personality issue or some kind of internal obstacle that you face. So that could be you, you're argumentative uh, when you get faced with confrontation. You're not good at confrontation. You're not good at asking to get paid to play music. Um, you're uncomfortable, like I mentioned before. You're shy. Anything like that. And um, I, I was I was reading. I'm actually still reading this book. Um, it's by a guy named Todd Herman. And the book is called The Alter Ego Effect. I'll try to put a link to this in the show notes. Um, but his this whole book, this Todd is a um, he's uh, I'm not sure how you describe it. He he helps athletes and even actors, entrepreneurs, kind of anyone who kind of is in an industry that they need to be kind of high performance, like you know performing at the top of their game, so to speak. Um, he helps them. Uh, with mental mental blocks that they have, mental problems that they're not mental problems, but like mental uh, obstacles they face um, in their career, whatever that is in their field. And um, without kind of going into the whole book, one one interesting and kind of the general premise of the book is um, if you can go into find a situation, you're going into a situation where you know that naturally you're going to be. Um, you're going to act or, or feel or, or, or want to be a certain way that maybe is not the best way to be in that situation. So for example, let's just use the example of feeling shy or uncomfortable around new people. Um, you definitely will feel that way if you're going into a situation in a networking situation as a musician or something like that. And if you're going into that situation and you feel shy and you know you're going to act shy the general idea, uh, and there's a lot more to it than this, so I encourage you to read the book. So I'm, I'm really like greatly paraphrasing here, but the idea is like think about it like okay, what would um, what would I'm trying to think of someone who's very social. Um, what would what would Oprah do? Um, which is kind of you know that's kind of cliche thing to say. Let's say that. Let's just think of it in superhero context. So like uh, Bruce Wayne, right? Batman. Bruce Wayne's a very suave, you know, uh, 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 personable man about town, confident. If you ask yourself, okay, what would Bruce Wayne do in this situation? Um, And then you can kind of, you probably can play out in your mind with your imagination, a little bit of an idea of what Bruce Wayne would do in this situation. And then you can kind of choose to, 
do some of the things that he would do. Um, the only way you're going to get better at acting differently than the way you naturally want to act is by practicing it. Um, and so it's kind of the idea is putting on this alter ego, having a new character that you create for yourself in certain situations that will, will reinforce better behavior patterns, better results for you, um, doing the things that you really wish that you could do, um, in your music career. Now I want to let you know that I do, I am not talking about being a fake person or, or not being yourself. The alter ego concept is really more about like the most amplified, like best version of you. Um, and you could, but you can use the idea of like a superhero or a, or a, a rock star or whatever. It's kind of like your basis for the thought process to get you there. Um, but yeah, I'm not telling you to act like somebody else all the time. Um, cause that, down, down the road is not going to work out too well for you. It's like that episode of Friends where Ross decides that he's going to act like he has a British accent to make him sound smarter to his students. Um, and, and he does it for so long that he realizes he can't keep it up. Um, but he doesn't know how to not, he doesn't, he doesn't know how to get out of it once he started it. So he's like, he like slowly over time tries to gradually decrease the amount of British accent that he has. Um, you don't want to get into a situation like that with how you act around, uh, others in a musical situation or any situation for that matter. So I'm not saying be fake, but I'm saying allow an alter ego kind of persona to help influence what you do in situations where you might be uncomfortable. Um, and along those lines as well, I hear so many people um, who talk about or, or tell me with in so many words that basically, yeah, I know that I don't act that professional right now in musical situations, but you know, once I get this, once I get to a certain level or I get a certain gig, then I'll start, you know, doing this or that. Well, the problem with that is no one's going to hire someone who doesn't act like a professional. Um, you know, what's funny is the, the people who are the best of the best at what they do, um, in musical situations as entrepreneurs in business or anything from your perspective, looking at someone else, how do you describe someone that's the best at what they do? Well, you're not going to describe their mentality because, or you might describe their mentality, but but you really don't know what's going on in their mind. The only thing you're going to describe is what they do. In the same way as with pro musicians, um, looking at a professional musician, you're going to look at them and say, okay, this, this guitar player um, it has really great timing and he's really good about laying behind the beat when he needs to or being right on or his, uh, you know, he's really tasteful with the lead lines that he plays or when he plays somebody else's music, he does a good job of mimicking it, whatever those things are, you're describing a bunch of behaviors that someone else is exhibiting. Now you have no idea what that person is thinking on in, on the inside. And they probably know that when they are on the public stage, they need to behave a certain way, play a certain way, do certain things to put their best foot forward. So let me ask you, if you did the same thing, if you may not feel like the most confident person in the world. But what if when the time came, certain moments in your life, certain moments in your music career, when the time came to be confident and present and, and, and ready to go with, with everything and, 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 and just a little bit more um, charismatic, when the time came, what if you chose to act that way in the moment? 
Let me ask you what the difference is between you and that other professional in that moment based on what you know. And your answer would have to be nothing because you don't know what's going on in their head. I guarantee you probably 80 or 90% of the people that you see either on social media, at concerts, in recording sessions, wherever you come across professional musicians, 90% of those people are not feeling as confident or as with it as what you are seeing them put forward or portray in that moment. And they're not being dishonest. They're doing what they, they're, they're communicating uh, the same way any performer communicates a song uh, when they sing it, they emote the song the same way any actor acts in a, in a, uh, in a role. You, you don't see uh, you don't see Chris Pratt in a movie role and say, oh, Chris Pratt is being so fake when he's playing that guy in Jurassic World. No, you say he's doing a great job at being an actor because he's doing what he needs to do in that situation. You don't look at, uh, you know, um, some guitar shredder and say, oh, he's not really a great guitar player. He just is pretending to be one right now. And I know what he's playing is really awesome and really great. And he's a wonderful guitar. He's act, he sounds like a wonderful guitar player, but he's actually not. That doesn't make any sense. You are as a musician, what you perform. So, Look for situations, and it doesn't have to be all the time. It doesn't need to be all the time. It shouldn't be all the time. But you need to start looking for key moments in your own music career when you have an opportunity to put on that alter ego, put on that persona of someone who maybe is a little bit more amped up, a little bit more super heroic than what you might feel like in the moment. But put that on, put that costume on, and do that thing, whether you feel like it or not. And pretty soon you might get more comfortable doing that when the time comes. Um, some people call this like, a, like a, they call it like entering state, like it's a mental thing. What do you have to do mentally to get yourself to in a place where you can perform a certain way when the time comes? Now you might go home from this and, and, and go back to being your regular self. I am putting on my best self for you right now in this podcast. Trust me, I don't talk this way all the time. I wish I did. I, I, I mean, I talk fairly clearly, I think, uh, in this podcast, but um, I, I don't. I don't talk this. I don't talk this clearly all the time. Um, and, but I'm, I'm doing it because I know that's 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 how what I have to do to get the best result for this podcast and and to communicate with you the way I need to. Am I being fake right now? Absolutely not. Because everything I'm telling to you is something that I feel deep inside myself and the way I feel is honest. But I'm a, I'm able to identify that when I'm on this podcast, now is the time to put my best foot forward. For you musically, you need to identify when you are in any situation when you have an opportunity or maybe when you're going to go meet people who, uh, and you, or you might in the moment meet someone you didn't know was a musician and you think, man, I'd love to make a connection with that person. Realize that and decide that you're going to put your best foot forward um, and think, what would Bruce Wayne do? <laughs> um, but that, that, yeah, just put on that alter ego. The simplest solution a lot of times is the easiest. So, so to kind of circle back to my lawnmower analogy, um, if you have a hard time feeling uncomfortable or being shy around other people, uh, and you know that you need to not be that way in order to make some progress in your music career, choose not to. That's actually the simplest solution to the problem is just decide not to be that way. Not all the time, but just when you need to be. Just decide not to be. 
That's a simple solution. That's this, that's the metaphorical equivalent of just unplugging that fuse and plugging a new one in. Do the cheap, easy thing first. And then once you've done those things, if you're still having problems, then find the more complicated problem, find, find the more complicated solutions to the more complicated problems. But so many times we want it to be impossible in our music career because if it's impossible, we have every excuse ready for it not happening for us. But if we start looking and we realize that, man, there's actually a lot of simple solutions to our problems in our music career, well, then then all of a sudden the responsibility is on us because we have no excuse. They're simple solutions. We have no excuse for not doing them. They're not hard to do. We have easy solutions in front of us, and if we choose not to do them, that just means we chose not to do them, not that the, the goal was impossible. So look, look in your own music career, look in your own interactions with people and say, where can I put my best foot forward? Where am I maybe not putting my best foot forward right now? Where can I choose to do that? Is some of my, or some of my problems as simple as just choosing to do something differently? I'd love to hear from you if that's you. Send me an email. Um, go to promusician.org and use the contact form there. Shoot me an email. Let me know um, if you've identified something like that in your own musical career. Um, and let me know how it works out for you. Hey, thanks for joining me today on the show. I can't wait to continue this conversation. I've got a few more takeaways from uh, uh, from that book, uh, Alter, The Alter Ego Effect by uh, Todd Herman. But um, we will get there soon. But for now, thanks for joining me. We'll talk again very soon. Thanks for joining me on The Practical Pro Musician. My name's Daniel. Bye for now. 